we back. Starting for and I started five podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I already know. Let's be real. <laughs> yes, sir. It's been a minute, y'all. Oh man, yeah. you're going too right. much out here, we hey, working. You know, That's what it is. Show to start five podcasts and you and know. Um <laughs> Damn. Okay. He's taking shots at you. Oh, hey, it's the last day of the year. I guess. I'll take, I'll take, I guess it's the last day of the year. You gotta be, man, because we have all hey, 2022. Man. So we leave that petty BS in, the, in, the, in 2022. So have it. Well, okay, don't start no stuff on B no stuff then. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you don't want the smoke, don't dish it. <laughs> you don't give a damn. I'm gonna get some hair on this face. I think that's in my face. You just got some on your face. What you talking about? Let me go ahead and do my mic because I don't hear for this. Hold on, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna drink my coffee. Right, right. y'all know, yeah, y'all know I love, man. Right, man. First, y'all know I love. But we'll be back, man. Episode 194. So that means we're six away from 200. So sometime in February, we'll be at 200 in 2023. Happy New Year to everyone. Remember, uh, y'all know y'all can follow us on FBR underscore media and subscribe on YouTube and any of our podcast platforms. Yes, we are 11 different. Audio platforms, and of course, y'all always know me. I am P Shark, the guy Sheedy, Tail, and Trevor. And to get the episode started, let's get to our intro video. Let's be real. All right. Already got it coming. I got Tyler starting off high. Hey, yeah. What up, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> right, man. But yeah, yeah of course, I did flip on Starting Five. Uh, five. Uh, y'all can listen to some Starting Five podcasts. We'll be coming out early next week. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies basketball for Delwin. And of course, Three the Harder Way with the guys, Tail, man, uh, Sheedy, who had a. Uh, random, it was supposed to be the last episode, what two, <laughs> two weeks ago, a week ago, then they had a random episode pop up. Uh, this impromptu week. episode uh, of Three to Hardaway, yeah. which was great, by the way. Thank you, right? Appreciate you. First man. live, we went live right? Yeah, right. First live, yes, first one live, live, too. Yes, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank y'all. Y'all helped me kill time from work because I finished all my hey, work. This is the most, this is the most pointless week of work, man. Oh my god, you is not lying. Yeah. Free money, <laughs> but he did little things a little differently. She did have some ideals. He texted me about a month ago, some random stuff. So that's what we got. She did. Yeah, man. Um, and so today, um, and like Sharky said, Cap said, you know, I wanted to talk about different awards that we don't really discuss. I just kind of made these up, by the way. You know, you talk about the MVPs. You talk about uh, most improved player, coach of the year, rookie of the year, all those types of awards. But today, with Let's Be Real, we're going to do some real talk about some other awards. Um, we'll start in the NFL, um, but we're going to talk about value, right? Um, and the first award is the most undervalued player in the NFL. And so you can take that as you will, as you must, um, but we're going to talk about the most undervalued player. Um, Trevor, I see you got your mic hot. 
So let's go ahead and start I, with I, you. I, I, wish, I wish you could start with me, but I'm I'm stumped right now because it's four. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so anybody want to go first? Just just give me which, a second. I, I'll I'll have which one? Is that undervalued? Undervalued. Yes, we're going to start uh, undervalued. Then we'll work all the way up. Man. I got uh, I got one. I'll go ahead, Shark. Okay, you go. Okay, uh, Jaden Hurts. Gonna get mm. it. I'm gonna start off. Jaden Hurts. I am sick of the disrespect of the black quarterback, and that man's been getting disrespected all season. Give my man his respect. He is a definite MVP candidate. He might lose out because he missed. He's about to miss his second game. But let's let's stop acting like this man. The talent around him is making him like he he actually improved. The talent does help, but it also helped these other quarterbacks. You know, different skin color quarterbacks they had. You got a Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. You got a uh, Stephon Diggs with Josh Allen. You got a uh, you now Patrick man, Patrick Holmes black anyway, but yeah, Patrick Holmes. You Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> and he still could be him, right? So give him his respect as well. But yeah, Jalen Hurts, give, give him a man his respect. He's definitely undervalued. Yeah, I'll stick with the same mantra, even though he's currently injured right now and he's going to be missing some time. Uh, and he's been talking about this all season because he needs his money. And that's Lamar Jackson. Um, time and time again, um, the Baltimore Rays. Now, granted, the Baltimore Rays are a well-run organization. They've always had a stellar defense. Uh, but Lamar Jackson has been one of those guys, has been the guy that makes this team go on the offensive side of the ball. And the difference when he's in the lineup fully healthy versus when he's a little hobbled or when he's out of the lineup, it's literally night and day. And the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are possibly going to be looking to franchise tag him instead of just giving him his fully guaranteed money uh, is mind-boggling to me. Now, as a Steelers fan, I'm like, hooray, but I'm like, yo, I I have uh, the utmost respect for Lamar Jackson. I just hate that he's wearing a Ravens uniform. That's the only thing, because I have to hate him. But, uh, yeah, if I had to go with someone undervalued, I'll stick with the black quarterback mantra, and I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. I love both of those, um, especially with with, with, with Jalen. And I think with, with Savage, actually, in the comments, I, I don't think we, I ever gave a public my bad to when he called Jalen Hurts a superstar. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Hold on, too. He was a superstar at that time. But he, he still said it. You know what I'm saying? He believed in it as boy. You know what I'm saying? It was like me believing in Cam Newton. And saying he kept Cam coming right. You know what I'm saying? He kept coming right, but at that time, he wasn't. <laughs> That's hey, hey, as that's you said, information has changed. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to apologize. You just information. No, no, no. Change. I didn't apologize. I said my bad. So it's a difference. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difference. And then, uh, with Lamar Jackson, I honestly hope he don't play another game this season. Um, they need to get it. They need to get his money right. They need to get his bag right, and he needs to do what he needs to do to stay healthy. Um, so great choice by both y'all. If I had a choice, I would actually go. I go with Tony Pollard. Um, just for the Cowboys Ooh. inconsistency on, you know, with quarterback, he's been there through injury and I hope he's able to play at least one of the last two games. I think it's what, two, three game games in the season. He do that and get 12 yards. He'd be at a thousand yards this season. So I think there's much value in Tony Pollard. I hope he can get away from the Cowboys and go to another team because I do think that Tony Pollard is a starting uh, running back in the NFL. Just me. I know you love him, Sheedy, but Hey, uh, you, you know, we got to show uh, Memphis guys out here. I, I kind of agree because that Dallas has a tendency of running their running backs into the ground to where they're pretty much worthless. So uh unless Jerry Jones is gonna break out of that uh break out that that pay that checkbook, I'm with you there. Tony Parley, get out of Dallas. 
Yeah, which would hurt the NFC East because I think all of NFC East has one Memphis running back, right? Um, and so we would be without Tony Pollard. Um, the Giants is, don't. They don't. Okay. Yeah, the Giants don't. Um, and so one, I said Tony Pollard was is his contract here anyway, um, and so he's looking to get a, a bag to you to your point too. And I I agree, and I agree with the quarterbacks as well that have been stated. The one player that I'm going to take for undervalued um and is showing his ass this year and it's a rookie by the way um he's in seattle we don't talk about it uh tariq woolen uh he was drafted in the fifth round about six four um two something he's your starter on the pro bowl team by the way ladies and gentlemen i don't know how every team missed him for four straight rounds but the seahawks picked him up um and he's been showing out and if you haven't watched watched the seahawks game please make sure you key in on Tariq Woolen for sure um, because he's going to be making some money very, very soon once that contract is up for your first year. Him and Sauce Gardner are the prototypical cornerbacks from this draft. And, I mean, both will be getting paid handsomely. But let's not forget, we talk a lot about Sauce, and that, and rightfully so, but Tariq is doing his thing as well. Um, and so I will say that for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, at 6'4", he's bigger than most receivers that he's covering. Um, but enough of that. Great talk, guys. So next one, we're talking about overrated. Um, and, again, I do want to extend this. This doesn't have to actually just be a player. You can also choose a team um, or what have you. But we talked about players last time. We want to continue players. That's fine. Or team. I'm okay either way. We'll keep the same order we just had. So Cap, Trevor, and then Tuke, and then I'll finish it off. Okay. Oh, that's a nice declaration there, Ryan. Yep. Uh, yep, because uh, Richard Sherman was drafted in the fourth round or something, too, wasn't yeah, it? Third or fourth was. round. You yep. Mm -hmm. That's a very good one. Uh, time to set the Vikings for his overrated team. I can see that. <laughs> and Savage also answered about undervalued. He said Trevor Lawrence. That's a really good one. Well, of course, well. Tyler would say that. <laughs> we'll say the Vikings. Really good, yeah. Yeah. Now we got yep. a bet going, too, so. Uh, but for overrated, I may be jumping the gun because one, he did. I mean, he didn't play for two years, right? But for him to have a fully guaranteed contract and to look and like I said, he didn't play in two years, so this could information definitely could change next year. I believe he will get better and get back to his old self next year. But Deshaun Watson, uh, the way he's looked in his comeback and that fully guaranteed deal and all this hoopla about you know him and the whole. <sighs> all the cases and everything going on against them and for the trade demands and for Cleveland to trade all they got to get the production they got. And so far, again, only been five games. He hadn't played in two years, but the early returns have not looked well so far. So I'm going to put him as my overrated. Um, hmm. Overrated. I honestly will have to stick with that and just go with Deshaun Watson as well. I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head um, with everything that transpired um, from his trade from Houston to you know him receiving the fuller guarantee contract from Cleveland, and then for him to come back. Now, granted, like we like you said, and we all know he hadn't played in two years, but uh, for him to just come back the way he's come back and look the way that he's looked, it's almost like a complete dud. Which is you want to keep it a buck. Vintage Cleveland Browns. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to echo your sentiments there, Cap, and just go with Deshaun Watson. 
um, as probably the most overrated. Yeah, uh, I think for me, when you talk overrated, my football knowledge isn't as great as y'all, so I'm able to only talk about what I what I see. And what I see is from a player who I was actually happy when he joined the Carolina Panthers. I was happy to have him on the team, and then he got on and didn't do too much, especially for this season since we traded him to the Cardinals, and that player is Robin Anderson. Um, he came from averaging a 1,000 yards – not averaging, he had a 1,000-yard season. I think, okay, cool, he's going to be pretty good. You know, and they end up having 519, which is damn near half in 2021. And this season, uh, he only caught, you know, three three balls in with 200 yards. And then with the Cardinals now, only got 63 yards in this nine games he's played with them. So it's like, what you doing, bro? You know what I'm saying? I seen you get a thousand yards. I seen you go to the Jets and was actually doing your thing. But, you know, maybe his thing was in garbage time as well, which may attribute to those yards he was getting with the Jets. But, Overall, I think, like I said, from what I've seen and from what I've known from Robbie Anderson going from a thousand yards to pretty much nothing and non-existent, kind of overrated to me. Hey, Darren, maybe Derek Carr will uh, actually put some respect on the immaculate reception next time. Rest in peace, Franco Harris. I've heard that so much here in Arizona. It's ridiculous. People want one of them out. <laughs> I've never been able to find somebody who likes Kyler Murray or Cliff. Like they, at, next season, they shouldn't have both of them. No. Um, and so if I'm talking overrated, I'm actually going to stick to one of the teams that's already been mentioned. That's going to be the Cleveland Browns. Um, but I'm going to switch lenses. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to call out Jadavion Clowney. Um, I mean, I don't give a damn – this man is getting paid $11 million for one season and has given an immense two sacks, two sacks the entire season. Um, now, I know injuries, what have you, play affected that, but Jadavion Clowney was supposed to come and be the other side for Miles Garrett, be all these things for him. It's not happening. Cleveland, go ahead and get rid of that part and move on. You can draft somebody else. But – I, I also want to say I think we should be kind of done with this Jadavion Clowney experiment in the NFL. He's never really available and ready to go. Um, and so, Jadavion, by all means, sir, let this be your year like you're like we see J.J. Watt retiring. You can just go and put something out there for the Cleveland Browns. Let us know. Goodbye. And you don't need to go into coach or anything like that. Just go be with your family. Sorry, Coach uh, Cap, you're about to say something. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. I'll let you finish. Um, he should get the most overrated player of the decade. If you wanted to just keep it above, uh, he got the tires. He paid him 12 million. He gave us zero sex. All right. So I, I know the pain. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why another team decided to pay him 11 million, but you know, because they, they only, because they only paid, um, the guy y'all talking about a million for the season. So that's why they was able to do that. Yeah. Um, but okay. So now speaking of money, most overpaid player in the NFL. Um, so this does have to be player. This cannot be a team or anything. We'll just, again, keep the same or We won't change orders until the NBA. But most overpaid player. Go ahead. I I, I hope this is not unanimous, but go ahead. Uh, That's right. But I guess about it. But before I um, want to answer, a couple of people, Tyler said the Vikings are overrated. And anybody, people listen to audio, they might not know who we're here. Like, to start talking about Kyler Murray. He responded to comments we seen to our live show. Um also, someone else said, Tyler said, 90, as a 90 fan, some people are overrating uh, Brock Purdy. And 
Fatboy Fadeaway Sports, which is Darren. He said Derek Carr and he is a Raiders fan. So <laughs> makes all the sense of words. He just got benched. But overpaid. I could have kept it to Sean Watson, right? But I'm giving him another chance to, to you know, change their narrative next year. Kyler Murray, a uh, name that was just mentioned earlier, is definitely overpaid right now, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to start with him because I got another name y'all probably think about in our next category. So uh, these folks, these three categories could have been interchangeable with the names I got for these <laughs> different categories, right? But I just decided to stick Kyler Murray. He had all this offseason threatening to hold out all this junk and then they signed to this big deal and they require him to watch the film in the deal and then he comes out and slows out before he goes out with an injury this season so yeah Kyler murray he had that one great throw against uh the raiders but that one great throw ain't worth 200 plus million dollars so Kyler murray's my most overpaid oh man it's too many it's too many options for this man um Yes, Mr. Unlimited is definitely one. Uh, but I, I'm I'm gonna stay in the NFC East because we, we we've piled enough on Russell Wilson uh, as of now. I need to do a check and see if he has as many touchdowns as he has bathrooms at his house. So we we need to keep a tally on that. He does. Okay. He made it. Um. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna stick with the NFC East, and I'm gonna go with Carson Wentz. Um, Carson Wentz since leaving, and I get I get it, the injuries are, are piling up, but since he's left Philly, he's been pretty much a shell of himself since that one big season that he had, in which Philly went on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Uh, he had a stint with uh, Indianapolis last season, which kind of was okay, but for the contract that he's receiving that he got uh, with Washington just for them to just say, okay, we're going to go with uh, Taylor Heineke for the foreseeable future. Uh, it, it's got to be Carson Wentz. He's definitely up there for me for uh, overpaid. Let's ride. That's right. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> now, honestly, um, I won't say Russell Wilson for the simple fact that it it is his first year in, in Denver. Um, and he is with a rookie coach, which you know may or may not be a factor in why they're playing so poorly. So he I give him fired. a he got fired. Hopefully they can bring in some better coach and Russ can be a, a better player. If not, then he'll definitely be on my list for this year. But Sharky, you hit everything on the head with Kyler Murray. I think coming into this season, everything was on him to perform. And he still hasn't. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't think anybody else can be more overpaid than Kyler Murray right now. So uh, give me give me Kyler Murray. I one up you. Um, now overpaid. I looked at salaries that players earn. Y'all know the highest grossing player this season coming into this season was none other than <clears throat> Matthew Stafford at sixty one million dollars has played nine games eight interceptions and when i tell you ladies and gentlemen the rams are not doing this to the playoffs because they're doing this look like they found a quarterback though <clears throat> and we'll see next season but for right now for their final two games as they are not worried about the playoffs and that's 61 million dollars given to matthew stafford ladies and gentlemen he is the most overpaid player 
in this 2022 season. Um, and we're going to round out the NFL and go with the most disappointing player or team. And I'm sure we, again, may be unanimous here as well. Go ahead. All right. I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I would love to have Ma- overpaid Matthew Stafford for one Super Bowl, then uh, get choked in the playoff game, throw three picks against the Bankers. But you know, that, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Paying thirty million dollars to the quarterback that threw three picks against the Bankers. But you know, ah. but uh, disappointing. This one I go with uh, Russell Wilson. That was this. This was it was the first year. Everything. This is a very disappointing year. This is a very. People was talking about, I never thought the Broncos were a true Super Bowl contender, but yeah, I mean, people was talking about Super Bowl. It's talking about they're going to win the division, even, right? Just disrespecting Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? Um, How many games they got? Three? They won three? Four? I got to check. He got 12 touchdowns. <laughs> he just matched the number of touchdowns. He got 12. He just, he just matched the number of touchdowns for his bathrooms. Like, yeah, Russell Wilson, most disappointing. I ain't give him the, the overpay tag. Yet, although I mean, like I said, the three names I have over and overpaid and disappointed at all could have been in either in either category. Uh-huh. Really. You could have just killed, we could just made a whole list of about 10 players in these categories. But I'm gonna go with for most disappointing. Yeah, Shady hit the nail on the head when we segue right into this topic. The most disappointing team has been none other than the defended Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. Um Excuse me, they lost one of their key offensive linemen and had failed to replace them. And it seems like that one offensive lineman, everything just came crashing down for LA. Uh, Matthew Stafford, um, to Sharky, well, to Sheedy's point about his contract, it, him only playing nine games and having eight interceptions has not been great. Um, we don't even, I, I can't even remember the last time I heard from Aaron Donald. And Savage, here's the comment right there. They don't have a first round pick for a minute, so they're they're kind of stuck right now. Um, and they're not even, they're, of course, they're not even sniffing the playoffs. So that's um, that's there with uh, it's another topic on itself. So yeah, for as most disappointed, it has to be the Los Angeles Rams. I'm actually going with a player. Um, like I said earlier, it's based off of what I see, and what I see is that. Cal Pitts is not looking like that legend tight end that he's supposed to be. Um, granted, he hasn't had the consistent quarterback play, but if he's as good as advertised, he's supposed to be still a top 10 tight end, and I'm not sure if he is at this point. Uh, how y'all feel about Kyle Pitts? They need to throw him the ball. Sorry. I had him on fantasy. They need to throw him the damn ball. Okay. That's what <laughs> That's yeah. what hey, it's, it's the same because D-Hop D didn't have a quarterback for like – I don't know how many. He still ain't got a quarterback. Until, for years until the show. Yeah, he producing. Yeah. yeah. He, he was producing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, and I don't know. Who's the coach of the Falcons? Who even knows? I don't even care. Is it Arthur, Arthur Blaine? Smith. Arthur, Smith. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Come, come back to yeah. Tennessee, man. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Don't have fire. We need you back. Yeah, office coordinator. We need you. Yeah. So that's who I would, would say. Um, to your, your question is, do I think that Kyle, Kyle Pitts can be something? can be something but i mean he's the type of player that he needs a system around him and the falcons ain't it um the falcons won't be it for at least which, another two which means over, if you need a system around you that means you're overrated you should you're supposed to be the system if you're supposed to be as yeah. good as you're supposed to be yeah that's true remember he was one of the first offensive players chosen in that draft like he's supposed to be mm-hmm. wide receiver tight end type shit, you know oh, yeah and right he's yeah not at all i got uh, a player as well uh go- once cheating is done no you can go ahead 
Because I oh, yeah. I'm gonna say right after this. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for my, I had a player as well as for as uh most disappointed, and I have to go to uh my former Steeler, and that's uh Chase Claypool. Uh, Chase Claypool, of course, had a very very strong rookie campaign for the Steelers. Uh, didn't have a, a great sophomore year with the Steelers. Was pretty much looking to have a big season this year. Uh, for the Steelers prior to the season starting. Um, fell way down in the uh, depth chart behind Deontay Johnson and eventually uh, George Pickens, so much so that he got frustrated and requested a trade uh, in which we were able to flip him to the Chicago Bears for a, if I'm not mistaken, for a second-round pick, and you haven't heard Chase Claypool's name ever since. Um, so the ultimate fall from grace there, man. And then, again, he's 6'5", but doesn't play like he's 6'5". And that's always been an issue with me with Chase Claypool. So um, there's my player, Chase Claypool, um, for most disappointing. All right. Um, and before I continue, I want to put this out there uh, really quickly. I honestly don't want to hear too much about injuries, um, whether it's NBA or NFL, because I we're on a show right now with a fan of a team that has seen at least 90 plus players in a 53 man roster back to back seasons and was actually still able to contend even this season to be in the playoffs. So I absolutely don't want to hear about injuries because I don't want to hear. And same thing in the NBA. I don't want to hear about it. So I'm going to go and speak about who I believe is the most disappointing team. Um, I think um, the Broncos are definitely (laughs) – should definitely be the cream of the crop uh, when it comes to disappointing teams. I think two other teams that uh, I thought about and thought about it as I was putting this together and thinking about this, excuse me, um, were the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, very disappointing to me. Um, along, so I'm saying that division AFC West, and I will also put on that radar as well because I thought this team would at least contend for a playoff spot, not win their division, but they've been out the playoffs since week seven. Um, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. Um, they are like four and 10 and one or something like that. They are absolutely disgusting. Um, and I get it. Players hurt. Again, I don't even want to hear all that because at the end of the day, I know a team or two that has played with multiple players. I don't care if there's the best player on the team or the worst player on the team. And they still somehow found a way to win. The Colts, damn it, are 4-10-1, I believe. And I don't want to hear anything else from the Colts. Hey, Sheedy, shout out to everybody who was pressured into taking Jonathan Taylor with a number one pick in fantasy football. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Damn. Everybody, everybody said he was building Derrick Henry. Shout out to him. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that to this day. I'm like, bro, really? Come on now. Right. And I, I don't. I don't. We, we're not going. We're going to keep it there. That's that's our disappointments and other awards for the NFL. But now we're going to switch gears and go to the NBA random awards. Um, and then for this one, Tuke, I'll start with you. We'll go the reverse order. Well, Tuke, uh, Trevor, because you keep going second, I'll keep you for last. We'll go Sharky and then Trevor. Uh, but we'll start in the NBA, and we'll start here with our most undervalued. So we're going to do the same list of awards in that same order, but undervalued player. And we'll start with Tuke, and then, like I said, Tuke. Cat Trevor, go ahead. 
Cool, cool. Uh, so as far as under undervalue go, he's still definitely the most undervalued player in the game. Um, I just love to give him props every time I, I can, especially this season. Um, and that player is Drew Holiday. Um, Chris Middleton has missed a lot of time uh, this season. Only played with like seven, eight of the games that the, that the Bucks have played, and Drew Holiday is still there being uh, Mr. Consistency offensively and de- defensively, and they're still uh, number two in the East. So, um, like I said, you miss him pretty much, quote unquote, your better uh, perimeter defender. Um, and Drew Holiday, like I said, continues to step up. That's a really good one. I show I thought about Drew Holiday in my undervalue as well. CJ McCullough was very close. He's probably second on my list, and Drew Holiday's third. I'm still go with, although he has been valued, I still think he's undervalued. Jaden Brown. I just think, uh, of course, Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum, I mean, he's number one. He's the MVP candidate. But I still feel like Jaden Brown still takes, like, a backseat in the sense that it's always Jason Tatum and no mention of Jaden Brown when it's really one-two combo. They're finally playing well together, right? And that was, like, the argument for the last couple of seasons where are they going to actually, you know, do well at the same time. And this season, we're seeing it. We're seeing both of them, one go for 40 and the other go for 30. Otherwise, previous years, one go for 30, the other go for 10. One go for 40, the other go for 15. Like, you're finally seeing them connect well together. And I still feel like Jaden Brown's name is still not getting mentioned enough when you think about, like, the top players in the NBA. Yeah. Well, I'll stick. I'll take your second person that you said, and I'll go with C.J. McCollum as um, my most undervalued. Uh, when Dame and C.J. were officially broken up and C.J. was sent to New Orleans, uh, no one – knew exactly what this was going to be for uh, New Orleans. And he's been like a key missing piece um, for this team to make them uh, not only just a playoff uh, a playoff team, but possibly a playoff contender um, as well. Um, and then, of course, New Orleans has done a good job of uh, adding key pieces around him, Zion, and Brandon Ingram to the point where uh, this team is, is really, really good. I've said this time and time again, like New Orleans is good and New Orleans is dangerous. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, C.J. McCollum just said his career high in threes last night with 11, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so um, definitely kudos to C.J. And to Darren's point, that was my next guy, and it was going to be De'Aaron Fox as well uh, for all that he's done with the Sacramento Kings as well after getting his uh, his payday. Uh, but, yeah, so those will be my two, De'Aaron Fox and C.J. McCollum. Yeah, right for she to go. I want to expand on uh Darren Fox. Shout out to Darren for that. Shout out to Ryan for saying Pascal Siakam too. He's definitely undervalued as well. Uh Darren Fox, I was like one of the few people when they trade went down, when they traded Tyrese Halliburton. I was one of the very few people who was didn't really think it was that bad of a trade. Cause I thought people, I don't know. I guess I thought Darren Fox was good. I guess people was like, Oh, you trade. I thought maybe him and Halliburton just couldn't play together and they had to choose one, right? And they yeah. chose Darren Fox and they bought back. Savoni, so I didn't think it was as big a deal as people had made it to be, and it's turning out to be looking pretty. Look like win win yeah. for both sides right now. Yeah, when you look back at it though, that it, that's a trade that had to happen because they had just paid. I believe De'Aaron Fox just got that extension um, mm-hmm. yeah. with Sacramento, so they had to trade. make it work with De'Aaron. Yeah, yeah, um, and I and I love the Kentucky Kings, by the way. Um, because that's what they got. They got a background <laughs> of Kentucky players, and that's what they were looking for. And they um, both played the Kentucky together, too. And they played the Kentucky um, together. Well. It was beasting there together, too. So shout out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kentucky Kings at it. Um, I'm going to mention uh, there's two players on my list as well. Um, I talked about this player at the beginning of the season. Um, this player did get signed in extension. 
Um, but I feel like even his extension was undervalued for another player that got a, on the same team that got extended. His name is Andrew Wiggins. Um, Andrew Wiggins, to me, is one of the key reasons why the Warriors were so good in their playoff run last season with locking down the best defender, 94 feet, timely rebounds, scoring at timely possessions. He deserved the contract that was awarded to Jordan Poole. I don't give a damn what Jordan Poole has done in these last two to three games. I get it. He's going off. Congratulations. But when you're talking about consistency, Andrew Wiggins' name must be highlighted within that Golden State Warriors locker room. And he will be the reason why the Warriors ascend to be contenders, and it will not be because of Jordan Poole. Uh, when Andrew Wiggins is ready. Um, however, my other player that I want to mention, I'm still in the West, actually. Um, and it's funny, we mentioned the Toronto Raptors, kind of a player from the Toronto Raptors. There's another player from the Raptors that was traded, um, has been doing very, very well um, for them. And that's Norman Powell um, for the Clippers. Um, he's actually third in scoring behind who? Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So when those two are not around, Norman Powell is their option. And Norman Powell has kept them as the number four seed with the Clippers. Now, that team is very well coached, yes, um, but we cannot we, – we'd be remiss not to mention Norman Powell. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Norman Powell at this point because I think the Clippers are contenders. And if they're going to be contenders, Norman Powell has to keep this elevation up um, along with Kawhi and Paul George uh, when they get back to being more healthy within the lineup changes. My fault, Trevor, you about to say something? Oh, okay. Um so that was undervalued. So now we'll go to overrated. Again, same order to Cap Tunica. Um, who was your overrated player of 2022? I hope I didn't mention any names for you, too. No, no, no. You good, bro. Um, I think it actually could be a good, as of now, and I'm hoping information can change so I don't fall flat on my face maybe next season. But as of now, this player was traded for five first-round picks, y'all, in the summer. Five, one, two, three, four, fifth. And so uh, I'm hoping it's consensus, if not cool. But Rudy Gobert, man, he five overall, five first round picks. That's like you, you trade that for a superstar. And I know we have that talk, but I thought that the Timberwolves will be having a better season right now, and they're not. So hopefully, some change. But still, as of now, Rudy Gobert, five picks, bro. Now it's not even a Rudy Gobert thing. It's a Timberwolves organization thing. How about that? Timberwolves, the Timberwolves organization. How about that? Shout out to Tuke for the live because we keeping it in Minnesota with this one. I came very close, but I'm gonna give Anthony Edwards another another go because uh, I almost I almost thought of Anthony Edwards. I really did, <laughs> but I do think he cold. I think it's just this it's the, the it's the it's the team they need to build around him. So I'm going to go with the player they're building around, Card in the town. This is my most overrated player, and it's for the fact not so much because his game. He's just not number one. He's not number one. He's not who you build your team around, and that's what he's overrated in that aspect. If he gets traded to, I think two said something about him going to go to state. If he go there, be like number three option. Uh, that's a hell of a number three option, right? If he's a number two option for any given team, that's a hell of a number two option. But he's he's not a number one, but he's hyped up to be a number one, and that's why he's the most overrated player to me. Damn, you literally just took the person that I was gonna mention uh, for that exact sole reason. Um, but I, I'm just gonna stick with it. We're just gonna make it a clean, clean trip in Minnesota for three days. So uh, I'm gonna stick with Cat here. Um, he was built to be the franchise guy when he was drafted. He has been nothing, sh nothing even close to that. And the fact that Anthony Edwards came in and took Minnesota by storm, and that 
they haven't been able to capitalize on that this season. Not to mention them uh, ruining the uh, trade market by trading for Rudy Gobert. Uh, Julius Randle for me, uh, Ryan, was probably a close second because I feel that he's not a he's not a starter on a on a playoff contending team. Like he's a guy that can provide you instant offense for a playoff team off the bench. And I've been saying for a long time that he needs to get out of New York. But uh, if I have to go with one, uh, I'm going to stick with Cat as well. Um, Julius Randle, a close second. I see Savage me and Savage thinking on the same wavelength. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> I thought I really I was close. I was like, nah, I'm giving one another try. <laughs> but I see we're all in Minnesota there, and, and it, uh, I guess we're in Minnesota now. Um, looking ass. But what I will say is I'm I'm gonna stay away from the Timberwolves because again, I think there is a, an issue with the coach um first. So I'll I'll give him a little bit of grace for now. Um, but a player that I believe is overrated now um and I, I had so many great things to talk about but he gets his ass ate up on defense every single night and that's Vucci um with the Bulls I mean he's giving you 17 and 10 you know over the course of the season that's great but I mean look at any time there is any indication of a post player with offense around him he cringes and don't talk to me about where the Bulls are in the standings because they are atrocious. And I get it. Zach Levine probably wants to get out. DeMar DeRozan, knock, 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 Grizzlies, because um, I heard Tuke say something about that. So um, I definitely need to say that Vucci, to me, is overrated right now. And I hate to say that because I consider him one of the top 10, uh, the top 10 big man. But, I mean, offensively, yes. Defensively, atrocious i mean he just really shrinks he, he gets teron lou by Allen iverson every time i see him um and so i got to i have to say no to Vucci on that one damn uh, who what? <laughs> i mean if he needs a, he it needs, is what it is <laughs> he definitely ain't winning the defensive player of the year boy i can tell you that right now um and so let's now transition to that was overrated let's just talk about a player that we think going into the season was overpaid um, for what he's doing again, same order. Uh, Tuke, whenever you're ready, go ahead. Well, we know who he's saying, but go ahead. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be nice, even though that player is pretty overpaid to be doing what he's doing. He's had a great couple couple weeks, man. I give it to him. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna stand back on, on John Poole. I'm gonna stand back. Um, I actually did a little research, and this player is coming off of a 36 million dollar contract, and now he's getting, I believe, 10 million. Um, and that player is Kimball Walker. Um, he's getting paid a lot of money just to, I ain't going to even say chill because I feel like it's disrespectful. Of course he wants to play. And I think he still has a game to somewhat be a contributor, you know, off the bench, but he just not getting it done for whatever reason, but he's still guaranteed to make $10 million for, you know, his contracts. So I got to say Kimber Walker. Is that more so about him or more about Dallas giving him that money? Hey man, shout out to God. You know what I'm saying? I don't question. <laughs> hey, God did. Yeah. So I'm just hey, hey, God did for him for sure. Yeah, he's still, he's still walking around getting money. No pun intended. Yeah. Who, who's missing their top ten? She, <laughs> I did. I, I mentioned that. I said that. I said that. Yeah, I believe he, he was a top ten center. Yes, going into the season, and he has been a shell on defense. I mean, you can cross him up, lace up his shoes for him, and then still score. He's terrible on defense. I'm sorry. 
Respect, man. Respect. Information has changed, definitely. Um, my, most, my, my most overrated player. I know he's coming off the back injury from last year. He missed pretty much the entire season. But he signed almost a $200 million contract before that. And throughout his career, he's averaging 14 and a half points a game. And averaging 16 and a half so far this year. Michael Porter Jr., if I'm paying you almost $200 million, dog. Dang, couldn't. No, I know he come off the injury. And I, even before, when he first got that contract, he didn't do anything up to the point to deserve that much, that big of an extension, right? He deserved an extension, but not that big of an extension for that. I'm sorry. Michael Porter, you need to be a, a superstar almost. Really, you need to be a superstar, you know, almost for that much money. That, that's the superstar money. He can pay, I think, more than Jamal Murray. Yeah, damn near more than Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was a good pick. Yeah, that was a good pick because we ain't seen Michael Porter Jr. since the uh, bubble. But the true answer, and Savage just said it, is is, is Bradley Bill. It, it has to be Bradley Bill, 100%. Uh, you're talking about a guy who has been doing nothing but collecting paychecks for years now. Let's just put it like that, for years. The reins of the Wizards were handed to him when they decided to part ways with John Wall and bring in Russell Westbrook. Um, and since then, Washington has he has not even been even close to the playoffs. Um, they're kind of been in that purgatory that you hate to be in as an NBA franchise. Like you're not good enough to be a playoff team, but yet you're not trash enough to be have a top pick in the lottery. Um, and it's, it's no excuse for him. Like they got some quality pieces around him. I mean, Chris Stapps is having a nice resurgence there. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is playing well. He's on his way to a payday. Um, the Johnny Davis experiment has not worked out well for them thus far, with, which was their pick. Uh, Denji has been okay uh, so far for Washington, but it just hasn't translated to wins. And I have to look at the top guy. I know he's missed some time, most of a lot of time with injuries. I think most recently he was in health and safety protocols. But you're supposed to be the guy for this Washington Wizards team to at least get them close to contention and you guys haven't even moved and it's kind of been that way for maybe some years now i think they've only been in the playoffs once maybe twice since um since they decided to part ways with john wall so yeah I, it's bradley bill for me i'm sorry and three Hollywood podcast so hyped up washington to be something this year brad bill let y'all down you mm. let me down big time big time I mean, Huge. it's still hope, but uh-huh. Huge. Um, we'll, 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 get to, we'll get to that yeah, in just yeah. a and second. Hold on. Hold your horses. I agree there. Um, yes, thank you, Savage. The Mizzards. Um, This is – when have you ever mentioned the Wizards being not only just a playoff team, have they ever even contended for Eastern Conference Finals? We had this talk on the three to Hardaway. Even when they had – Karan Butler, Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jameson, and they had some decent lineups. What happened? They ran into that buzzsaw named LeBron James and got their ass right up out of there every season. Um, and they've never even really contended for a championship within my – since I'm one of the oldest ones here – in my entire time of living in my life. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> this is me choking on the Wizards right here. <coughs> that Wizards pack. Um, so I would definitely have to see- – yeah, so I, <laughs> I got seeds all in me. <laughs> and I ain't talking Johnny Apple seeds here. So I got to give it to Bradley Bill as well. It, let me tell you, it's Steph Curry, LeBron James, 
and let me pull this up. Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and at number five salaries, ladies and gentlemen, is Bradley Beal. And I get it. I know LeBron's down there and, you know, the Lakers, but LeBron is doing something to help his team get to where they need to go. Again, I'm not talking about injuries. I'm off that. Bradley Beal, you've looked atrocious. And you're going to stay in Washington. You're going to be the Washington Monument there. I could care less, like Abraham Lincoln. That's fine with me. But you will never see the light of the playoffs playing the way you've been playing. And unfortunately, yes, we did say that the Wizards would be in the playoffs. I didn't see the Pacers doing this well. Um, I'll say that. Um, but I also didn't see the Wizards being this bad. Now, granted, they're like a half game out of the top 10 of the East. But nonetheless, Bradley Bill, I don't care if you only play 23 games ridiculous at 50 plus million a, damn near 50 million a season it goes up after this season actually um and so transition us to our most disappointing oh my fault go ahead cap uh, i got one man we came a long ways from that bill on bill that we wanted mm-hmm. we got another I'm goddamn well y'all we love bill on bill street bro come on man no uh, no uh, desmond vane uh i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> for their money, um, Desmond Bain definitely stepped up his oh, game too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one is most disappointing again could be player or team, same order. Um, Tuke, whenever you're ready. I mean, I guess you know, Ryan brought him up, and we do got to talk about you know, Trey Young. Um, if it's a player for me, only for the simple fact of his shoe numbers, and he actually got a pretty good playmaker with him, that's what I'm confused about. Like Jonte Murray began off with, you know, with dishing the ball, but he's shooting still 31% from the three-point line. Like, we heard you as a next Steph Curry. You've been having a great few seasons as a next Steph Curry, and then you get to play alongside somebody who's great at finding you, and you can't hit a damn shot. So, you know, and I talk about the, the Hawks' lack of talent. This is when they, we you know, the Hawks need Trey Young to step up at the most, and he still ain't getting it done. Stop trolling, Miss Average. <laughs> Please not troll him. Very uh, number two back to Washington. Hey, they'll give him a Jonah energy, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where that's going. You <laughs> go ahead. Hold up. You might say put B on two and one popper. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, Ryan brought it up. He he basically just brought it up. I mean, very early. Our right, next topic, Terry Young's next, next on my list for NBA for the most disappointing players. So hey. He said, bring him up. He needs to be addressed. He's definitely addressed. He was on the list for next <laughs> up. <laughs> Same thing. Everything Took just said. He spoke everything I was about to say. Yeah, y'all gonna say y'all gonna stay with the player. I'm actually gonna go with the team with just the Atlanta Hawks as a whole. Um, because with all the moves they've made within the past two seasons, they were supposed to actually seriously be competing. Coming off, if I'm not mistaken, two seasons ago, coming off that Eastern Conference Finals berth. Um, so Trey Young, as you guys have mentioned, has been atrocious. He's having probably the worst shooting percentage of his career, but I'm league past Trevor for a reason. I've watched enough Atlanta Hawks games and they don't have no kind of offense, no kind of flow, no kind of rhythm. It's pretty much just Trey Young running pick and roll with Clint Capella. And if he's open, he's shooting the three. If he's not, he's throwing a lob to him or things or something of that nature. Uh, you got to remember, just, like I said, just two seasons ago, they had went all in with actually uh, paying the guys that they paid to bring in, and it's have not gone the uh, way that it was supposed to go away. I think that Nate McMillan is slowly but surely starting to lose the locker room because of Trey Young. 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Nate McMillan has been let go, which of course will be another bad look on Trey Young's um, part because this will be the second coach that he's gotten fired. Um, John Collins obviously doesn't fit with this lineup. Uh, he's been in trade talks for, for quite some time, and it's not even just because that he doesn't fit. It's just the owners being cheap as well, because if I'm not mistaken, they have a uh, stats provision in his contract to where they would have to pay him additional money and to the point where they could possibly have to go into the luxury tax based on all that spending they did two seasons ago after the Eastern Conference birth to kind of go all in. So uh, you guys will say uh, Trey Young. I will just say the Atlanta Hawks as a whole right now. And it sucks for DeJounte Murray because he's actually been playing stellar and hasn't uh, missed a beat since he left San Antonio. He's just being more of himself. But, yeah, it's it's crazy. So the Atlanta Hawks. It's simple. <laughs> and speaking of what Stafford just said, John Collins was almost made my list, but I thought about those things, what he just said. Here I am not talking. Um, okay, got you. Um, when it comes to, I would say, disappointing teams and players. So teams, um, I'll go east to west. Um, at this point, team, besides what's already been mentioned, I think is uh, the Bulls. Um, I just, I, I mean, is it really that they miss Lonzo Ball that much? Um, um, I, it might be that they missed the Ball brother that bad. Um, but they should not be in the playing scenario. Uh, but right now they are, and they probably, if they're anywhere close to being in the playoffs, it'll be because they won a playing scenario. And that's disappointing for me uh, to hear about them. And if I go West really quickly, again, a, a disappointing team, because uh, I don't want to talk about the Lakers, is the Timberwolves. Um, you did all that trading. Uh, the Utah Jazz flexed you. Um, and this is the result that we have. Um, and so disappointing teams there. And I will say one of my disappointing players right now, um, we've talked about this as, as well before, um, is Scotty Barnes. Um, I want to see more out of him. Now, we've talked about this on Three the Hard Way. We talked about it here as well. I think maybe it's how well Pascal was playing. Is it hindering the growth of Scotty Barnes? Is this his second season? That could definitely be a thing. But I expect more from Scotty Barnes. I expect him to be ascending. And right now he's kind of like flat line level, um, if not a little bit below his stats from last season. Could be a sophomore slump. Who knows? Um, but Scotty Barnes, I look to you to be really a franchise player for the Raptors. And I don't see that right now. Um, and so he will be disappointing player for me. Um, two, you got another one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got one more, and then we can definitely move on. But we're entering what's his 51 minutes of us doing this podcast, and there's a team in the NBA that's won 10 straight games. So it's just disappointing we ain't talked about him yet. You know, shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. That's all I want to say. But they're not disappointing. They're doing good. No, no, no. I'm saying it's, we're going. We're 51 minutes now, and it's just oh. that the fact. Okay, that I, if you want to talk to Brooklyn, it's disappointing. It's just disappointing. You know, no, I'll, I'll add games in a row. It's kind of no, no, no. I'll add. I'll add them to a category. But none of the awards we had, man, shook to it. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> we're talking about disappointments and what we're disappointed right now. Disappointed at the fact that we're going on 51 minutes of this podcast. And when he talked about it, you know, you ain't said it. So hear me out on this because they do they do fit a category and they fit in the undervalued category. And here's why the moves that they made 
in the offseason to add some more depth on the wing, the trade that they got for Royce O'Neal, signing TJ Warren to the deal that they did. Um, those are actually starting to pay some dividends for Brooklyn. Now, granted, they still could use some size in the front court at the rim outside of Nick Claxton. But, um, yeah, for them to be on the road that they're on, they've won 10 straight. Um, Yeah, those moves were were questionable and a little bit um, like head scratchers at the time, but they proved to work wonders for the Brooklyn Nets. So they'll they'll fall in that undervalued category for those moves alone. Yes, coaches, man. Culture is my only thing. They fired the coach early in the season that they need to do. So yeah, I knew that. And I knew that Ron has, has done an amazing job. <laughs> with this team. So that, that's the, the guy should have had the job. The guy should have had the job from the get go. <laughs> and that and that's where I was going. And if because if Steve Nash is coaching this team, we're not talking about them. But let's just be fair. At two and five, we weren't talking about them. We're talking about what the hell we're going to do with them. Um, and so kudos to them, and and make sure we give all the praise to Jacques about that Jacques Vaughn and what he's been doing, but transition over to Cap. Cap, what's next? All right. Game of the year for college. Specifically, college, I want to keep it, try to keep it college specific since we just spent the last two topics on NFL, NBA, but if you just have any uh, any other game of the year, any other sport, it could be any sport, really, but I know mine would be uh, pretty much college specific, college basketball and college football specifically, both of them each. So, Guess we'll start with Trevor. She did two, then come back to me. Yeah, I have too many candidates for for a uh, game of the year across all sports. Um, but I, I won't stick with. I won't go NBA or NFL. I'll stick with college and other sports as well. Um, so the obvious one, obviously, if you guys are watching the video, um, October fifteenth, twenty twenty two, uh, fifty two forty nine. You know, Tennessee over Alabama. Everything that you could ask for in a sports event, you got. You got high scoring. You got drama. It came down to the very last possession. You got post-game shenanigans with Tennessee uh, taking down the goalposts and carrying it all down the city of Knoxville and eventually dumping it in the Tennessee River. This was probably the peak to let everyone know that Tennessee was officially back. Uh, immediately after this game, if I'm not mistaken, they were voted number one in the nation. Um, didn't get the uh, didn't get the finish we wanted to get, but hey, we'll take the Orange Bowl. We'll take the 11 and two season, and um, the sky's the limit for for UT right now. So uh, for the first time <laughs> in a long time, we're actually going to have expectations of for this team going forward. So um, that's one. That, that's that's pretty much it. It's just next. But I do want to give a, a few uh, honorable mentions real quick. Uh, I don't know if Tuka's is going to mention it, uh, mention the World Cup final. If so, I'll let him uh, take the reign on that. So Argentina versus France in the World Cup final was good. Uh, Got to give some love to the ladies, man. The the WNBA finals was uh, actually that whole series, I, if we really want to keep it frank, between uh, the aces and the sky. Um Gotta give some love to that. And I'm not saying that because my lady aces uh pulled it off, but just that whole series in general was was great as well. So uh but yeah, game of the year, obviously UT Alabama, but there are some definite honorable mentions there. <clears throat> yeah, I'll stick with with that. Um kind of talked about this prior to the show. Um that UT Alabama game was just a coming of the age. I think realistically to to your guys' 
point or to your point, Trevor, putting UT really back on the map from when the last time they were national champions, when I think it was, it was Peyton Manning. He was a quarterback, right? No, he wasn't a quarterback when UT. Okay. I just, T Martin. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but um, do want to give kudos to that in like that game. It was like a back and forth. It was a slug fest. And, you know, Tennessee is talking about getting over the hump. And so many teams, I believe, cringe when you are looking at <laughs> what timing. Um, so many people cringe when they have to play Alabama. And Tennessee, you guys play them like every season. And it's like you guys never really got over the hump. And this season was the season to do it. And you delivered. And I believe quite possibly should be categorized as the game of the year um especially in college football if you're not talking about that one um you may be talking about the what was that the big 12 game tcu um going to overtime kansas state tcu kansas state kansas state um was a good one as well uh within recent memory we're talking about college football wise but um i'm going to stick with ut alabama because honestly you know both of those teams could could have went on and played within this college football playoff if things would have, you know, kind of stayed good. Uh, but kudos to those two teams. It was, and I think UT became number one after that win as well. Um, and so to me, I think that's that. And then that was also showing that Nick Saban is human and he can, he can lose in the regular season. Um, and so kudos to UT and, and Alabama for that. Yeah, that would definitely be my uh, game over the week as well as the Alabama UT, just for a bunch of reasons. Um, for a Panthers fan like me, even though I'd say I don't want a, court, a, a, a Ricky quarterback, uh, just to be able to watch Hooker and, and and Bryce Young was tremendous. Like, it was just a joy to watch both of them play. And, you know, just like you said, just the fireworks of the game, just, you know, Nick Saban finally losing in the regular season, you know, UT fans going wild with the goalposts. It was just a fun time, I think, for y'all to be a UT fan. So I definitely want to give y'all credit on that one because I know for y'all it's been the grind, especially over the last couple of years of just trying to figure out who the hell is going to be my quarterback. And then for this old ass dude hitting hooker <laughs> to come in and beat Alabama is pretty cool. But you know how to shoot, shoot each other. But nah. Uh, it was that game for me, but just uh, also as well, because I actually watched like the, I guess the second half, I don't even know what to call a soccer game. Um, but just the world cup, that was just fun to watch. Like, I don't really watch soccer like that, but to see that game and to see, you know, Mape score, you know, two goals in literally like a minute, that's un- oh, two minutes. That was unheard of, I guess, anyway. And then for them to go in, like, I guess the overtime period. And seeing, you know, Mape and, and Lionel Messi come out and prove, I guess, why he was the GOAT. I know he was the GOAT, but now I see why. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like a anybody who's just getting into soccer, it was just a fun soccer game to watch because I don't think any of those two players are in America. So to see those two go at it, you know, especially for the last round overtime, I couldn't ask for anything better more. Yeah, most definitely. Um just jumping outside of college back to the NFL, Ryan did say Bills versus versus Chiefs that might have to be the game of the year. The playoff oh, game. Yeah, that was good. The, the playoff game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 13 yep. seconds. You would you would never forget that. <laughs> Something you would never forget. But of course, obviously, and I'm a Tennessee fan. Tennessee Alabama is very obvious. I mean, we we had be Alabama how long and for that game to go. We hadn't like, be Alabama play. since Nick Saban became the coach prior Literally. to that day. <laughs> so I was that, a sophomore. 
I was a sophomore in high school, and now I'm 30 yeah. years old. So let's, let's know how long ago we'd be out of Bama. And for that game to be when we fumbled the ball and they returned it and go up by a touchdown, then even after we score for them drive right back down the field, just like uh, we ended, we already know how this is about to end, how it ended for the last 15, 16 years. And then they kick a missed field goal. We get in field goal range, kick, kick a knuckleball. Hey, just amazing times in uh, Knoxville on Rocky Top. Man, good way to end the season, uh, despite the disappointing loss to South Carolina, winning the Orange Bowl with our, with our projected stars for next year because everybody who started this year sat out for the NFL. That was pretty good end to the season. But um, another one, college basketball, Duke, North Carolina, Final Four, Coach K's last game. You know, I never liked Duke, never been a Duke fan. It was and it was a great game. Uh, two rays fit into his last game was against North Carolina. And I think they were tied. The all-time series was tied. I believe it was, winning. yes. <laughs> and North Carolina won the game to take the series lead for all-time wins between the matches between the two teams in that game. So it was just – that was a great fitting in to Coach K's career. And I love to see every last bit of it. <laughs> oh, that that's gonna sting Duke for for quite some time. You lose your last home game. Coach K's last home game loss was to mm-hmm. North Carolina, and your last official game coaching was against Carolina too. Yeah, that Coach K pack is gonna be hitting for some time, for some years now, <laughs> until John Shire can get something going. I, I don't see that Duke is gonna be struggling for a little bit. I wouldn't say completely struggling, but. You won't see them up top uh, anytime, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. No, no, no. But moving forward, 2023 wish list. I decided to put this topic as we like I said it's just New Year's Eve, last episode of the year. Head to 2023. So I decided it'd be fun if we talk about favorite teams a little bit and think of a wish list for next year of course championship is obvious but what's like a realistic like wish list for things you uh want your team to do so i gotta start to kind of just give a good like i guess a good intro of what i'm thinking so for the titans my 2023 wish list is to find the quarterback of the future whether they think it seems like they don't think malik willis is it right now or maybe they think he needs more time either way Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill should not be back on the roster next year. And that's the discussion going on next year. He has $18 million cap hit. Um, if we cut him, we say $18 million. We need a whole new offensive line. We need all five new starters, as far as I know, on the offensive line. And we need another receiver to go along with Traylon Burks. We need a whole revamped offense. Todd Downer better be fired, or I might be petitioning for a new team for real. <laughs> if I got to watch the offense, the transfer portal <laughs> for another season, I might be hitting the transfer portal for real. But it's time to move on. They got to figure out. And if they if they don't think they can find it, I think the lock on the field is next week at Jacksonville anyway. If we lose, we have a potential top 10 pick. If you think somebody in this draft is it, go for them. Even if it's real efforts, I can find a way to talk myself into it, right? Because I didn't think Justin Herbert was going to be good come to the field either. So I can find a way to talk myself into something like that. If they want to try and go with Malik, but they think he need more time, bring in another quarterback to compete with him and make him compete. There's no point in bringing back Tannehill. You got to go out here with Band-Aid off. And next season, if you lose out next season, 2024 draft got a great list of quarterbacks. Get the top pick. So – that's uh that is one of my uh wish lists, but that's just an example that I'm going with. So anybody welcome to go with any of the other teams. I, I have a, quite a few for all of my teams, but since you started with the NFL, I'll stay there and I'll stick with the Steelers. Um 
So it is official that uh, well, I wouldn't say official, but rumors are been circulating that our offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, will be uh, fired at the end of the season, regardless of what happens. Um, so for the Steelers of 2023, I would want you to obviously beef up your offensive line, even though they have shown some improvement uh, over these past couple of weeks. Um, I need Deontay Johnson this offseason to lock in. He got his contract, he got his money, but now I need him to lock in and focus focus on not dropping the ball so much. Even if you got to put Vaseline on his hands like Orlando Jones and the replacements um, just so he doesn't drop the ball, I, I need you to, to, to uh, start making uh, some catches. Um, the Steelers are right there. I mean, it, it, it's not it, it's not bad. It's not completely terrible. Like, they're right there. Like, just a couple of tweaks here and there and get you an OC that Kenny Pickett, I'm pretty sure, is going to buy in. We get you a quality OC because OCs and quarterbacks in Pittsburgh haven't been great, but the one constant is gone now, and that's been Roethlisberger. So get you a quality offensive coordinator uh, so Kenny Pickett can actually be Kenny Pickett. Beef up the offensive line, whether it's in a draft or uh, free agency. Uh, get you some corners, man, that can actually cover. Because, Lord Jesus, um, our secondary is literally Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Sutton, and then everybody else. So – and I say this ironically with the Steelers leading the NFL in interceptions, which is funny. But yeah, get you some corners of Pittsburgh. So that that's that'll be it for my uh for my football wish. Go ahead, Sharky. Man, the Titans and Steelers have the same exact problems. Like literally, <laughs> we like mirror each other. <laughs> it's crazy. Like you saying everything you just said is everything Titans can do. The only the only difference is we have our quarterback. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> And we could potentially, we don't know, but yeah, yeah, y'all definitely can pick it. Definitely is it, yeah. I'll let someone else go before I, I run off the rest of the league. So, um, I got a, a real quick NBA one, of course, with the Grizz, and then of course, the Carolina Panthers. But as far as the Grizz, get a damn closer, get a closer. We ain't got to talk for who, we ain't got to talk trade specifics, but uh, like I, I said on three to Hardaway, job and rent closing numbers to end games are, are the worst in the league. For whatever reason. So we got to get a close in order for the Grizz to take the next step. So that's it for the Grizz. Uh, list of sorry five for the rest of our Grizz content. Um, but for the NFL, I got three for the NFL. Number one, it's amazing. It's amazing to see a black coach coaching for us. It's number two to see the players responding the way that they have. It's even greater. Give Steve Wilkes a long term contract. He needs to be the leader for our team. I know people are saying that Sean Payne's of the world are coming back. Cool, whatever. This man deserves to be an NFL coach in the NFL, and he deserves to be the coach for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, number two would be, of course, to upgrade the quarterback. That's literally our only thing, in my opinion. Uh, maybe get a, a receiver or two, a cornerback or two, even though we just got Josh Norman back. Shout out to Josh Norman. Welcome back. Um, it's just – Exactly, exactly. And Steve Wills did was his, his coordinator when we went to the Super Bowl. Just throwing it out there. Um, but as far as quarterback play for the Carolina Panthers, that inconsistency, if we can turn it to a consistency, like y'all said, y'all right there. We literally right there. And number three, uh, over the offseason, make sure we continue to sign our offensive linemen. We got a, a, a bunch of offensive linemen like Bradley Bozeman, who's on a one-year contract, but also Dante Foreman. We got him for $2 million this season. Give this man a long-term contract. This is our running back. So 
that's my wish list for the Panthers, man, for real. Josh Norman is alive, yes. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> he is alive, Savage. He is alive. I thought he ended his career for real. <laughs> 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 he is alive. He, 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 he had a Panther jersey. Um, as you're looking at up, I when when let me say this about Joshua Norman. I am hurt that we wanted to do all these things, Cowboys, to get OBJ to our team. But when I said we need another corner, if Josh Norman was available, I mean at least give it a try. Um, but I'm so thankful for T.Y. Hilton, by the way. I was just to uh, say, man, but, yeah, that's, that's, that yeah. pissed me off Thursday. That pissed me off Thursday, too. Yeah. I like Tigers decided to sign Chris Conley over T.Y. Hilton, bro. All right, go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll stick with, like we said, we don't talk about NFL. And when I, looked at this, when I thought about this wish list, um, I didn't quite think about next year. I think about within two years. Um, and for me, with the Cowboys, my wish list, and Tuki kind of hit it on the head a little bit as well. I would love, love, love to see the Cowboys have a black coach, if not a head coach, a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, um, and some other names around as well, because I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to be the one that helps get the Cowboys over whatever the hump may be. Um, And so to me, coaching is number one. I'd like to see an African-American coach help coach us. Um, I know it won't happen because Jerry Jones. So the second one is get Jerry Jones the hell out of there somehow, some way, or relinquish his power that he does have on there. I, I know, Ryan. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Number one, she didn't know if you, you get a black coach, uh, you need to fire your own. Oh, never mind. You wish yeah. you wishing upon a star, man. You need to I am. A I am. This is my list. Um, it's a wish list. It is. It is. It is. It is. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the other thing, yeah, because he bro, he owns so much here. I might want to get into that, what he's doing in Arlington. I, it, I you didn't hear from me. Um, and then my third is just for us to get a corner, um, a DB. Um, and let me also back up and apologize, Lane Vanderish. Um, I apologize to you before the season started. I wonder why we signed you again. Um, and you've been well when you played, and been the run stopper that we kind of needed actually. Um, and we have looked abysmal in that department since you've been gone with another neck injury, which is the reason why I don't think you need to play football anymore either. Um, and so getting a corner, having a good draft. Um, we've been okay with drafts. We hit on Michael Parsons. You hit on CD Lamb. Um, even um, our left tackle as well, we've hit on. Uh, but I need to hit more on the defensive end, more or less, on this next draft. So, okay, I'll switch the order. Owner, coach, draft um, for the NFL. Man, all of us, you know, it's a passing league because every single last one of us says something about a cornerback, <laughs> right? And Tyson drafted the corner the last like four, five years, and we still need corners. I tell you, it just lets you we, know. We drafted, hey, we draft some ourselves too, and they haven't hit. Ari Burns didn't hit. Cam is hit, but it's like, can we get? But if the C, Cam? like, can can yeah. I get the development developmental people over with the Seahawks to come down? Because That's what I'm saying, yeah, exactly, they, 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 they know what they're doing. Exactly, they like it's corners. Yeah, they don't know the yeah. other position. They know it's the corners, guy, doggy. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to JC Horn. That man broke his wrist, bro. That that shit hurt me. Oh man, he got hurt. This second year in a row, he got hurt too. Right, exactly. Yeah. We going in the playoffs. Like we needed you, bro. We need you. <laughs> Shout out to him. But, 
Let me write it off my other teams for basketball, NBA, for the Grizzlies. Since Job and Rep said they're fine in the West, and they better make the finals, my wish list. Y'all fine in the West? Uh, with, the, with the roster they got now. With the roster they got now. I, I, you know, Trey, he said they're fine right now with the roster they got now. So their expectations in NBA finals appearance. And they could only lose to the Boston Celtics. If they play anybody outside of Boston, since Boston's own team he mentioned, NBA finals if they're playing anybody other than Boston. That's my wish list for the Grizzlies. Since that's what he said. That's what I'm stick to. That's my expectation for the uh, Vols and the Tigers and basketball. Sweet sixteen for both of them. Rick Barnes. Ooh, I'm about to curse. Rick Barnes, get show it. Get Sweet sixteen Tennessee. Got target and Memphis. Y'all made a second round last year. Got a better related team this year. Looking pretty good. Sweet sixteen. Same thing. I need both of them to make the Sweet sixteen. Yeah. It'd be nice if they make Sweet sixteen against each other. That'd be nice. To, nice game to play in the Sweet sixteen. Hey, they hey, they looking like they in the same bracket too. So that's that's yeah. good. That'd be nice. And Vols football repeat what they did this year. Really, I'm not even gonna say. I'm not even about to take a step further and say win the division because although we got great recruiting class, it's still Georgia. Uh, we do got Georgia at home next year, but we play at Alabama, right? So it's you know things might switch. We might beat Georgia and lose Alabama next year. So. You know, tiebreaker scenarios, things like that. So I'm not going to necessarily say SEC championship, but if you can do pretty much as you did this year, get a win against either Georgia, or Alabama, beat Florida, if Florida for the first time since uh, 2000, I think, or 2011, whenever, early 2000s, when last time we beat Florida, if Florida, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, two things for me for the Grizz. Um, one, uh, find a way to get a veteran um, in the trade deadline. And to Sharky's point, since uh, apparently they're they're fine in the West, uh, find a way to make the finals. And since y'all don't since y'all don't care about Dylan Brooks and his shot selection, find a way to make it work. So oh, um, that pissed me off. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna, gonna say that. I wasn't even gonna bring it up. Hey, that just say me. I, I, oh, I, no point. As, no point to get mad. No point to get as, mad. As, the, as, the the as the resident Dylan Brooks fan on starting five, check that out if y'all don't. If y'all don't already, uh, I, I'm just gonna keep it a mean. Like I, I take the good with the bad. I acknowledge him when he plays terrible. I acknowledge him when he plays good. But if your leader of your team, Job Morant, says you don't care about Dylan Brooks's style of play, make it work. I, I'm just not gonna say anything else. I just just make it work. Um. Then, as I also mentioned, uh, find a way to uh, get a veteran at the trade deadline because you desperately need a veteran. Um, if you having finals expectations to only face the Celtics and you're just going to run through the West. Um, for the Vols and football, um, just build on this year and just find a way to uh, stay competitive and reach where you get to the New York, get to a New Year's Six game again next year. Um uh, it's a, it's a tall task to win the East with Georgia still at the helm. And uh, now, fortunate for us, to Sharky's point, we do have Georgia at home next season, but we do go to Alabama. And if I'm not mistaken, we go to Gainesville. We go to the Swamp to play Florida, which is always a formidable matchup within itself. Uh, so for Vols football, find a way to build on this season and possibly make another New, York, New Year's uh, six game or even the college football playoff. Who knows? Uh, for Vols basketball, I've I've had it just up to here with Rick Barnes, but I've made it my decision to not judge them until they get to the NCAA tournament because they're going to have a great season. They'll finish top 10, possibly win the SEC uh, regular season, win the SEC tournament probably. I'm not judging you guys until March. I need to see what you guys are going to look like in March. And that's has been my issue with Rick Barnes for Vols in the basketball round. Uh, for the Tigers, 
you have a really good um really good team this year a strong standing against the SEC which was going to be major in you guys getting in the tournament just get to the second weekend that's that's pretty much it and then for college basketball as a whole man and I I'm a wish upon the star with Sheedy find a way to make this um four 10 minute quarters instead of two 20 minute halves because this this two 20 minute halves is making things just just atrocious and making things unwatchable man so if you could just do it like the women do it keep it with four 10 minute quarters instead of two 20 minute halves that'll be great i know it's gonna take some time but it's on my wish list i think she had to go for a second but just uh go through some of the comments Savage said for the Memphis Tigers football, win the conference and play Tip and Carter in some packages. It's a wish list, like you said, wish list. Hopefully, <laughs> that's what we could wish for. Uh, we ride Superfield back. He also said Eagles just make the Super Bowl. Um, yep, I, I agree with that. I was like that with the Tigers yeah. last year. I was like, make the Super Bowl because like actually winning, you know, I was like, might at least make the Super Bowl. And hopefully, y'all can do what we didn't do. And let me see, did Ryan say anything? I know he said for the Falls, beat the teams. You're supposed to be and don't miss out opportunities. So you're talking about balls, football mostly. Yeah, I think that's it. So she all right. Um, so clearly my wishes are a little bit extra, and I'll keep it that way. There's nothing wrong with me being extra. Um, I'll bring a little spice. So uh, you got a you got a mannequin this time, you got something else. No, no mannequin, no mannequin, no mannequin. I don't I don't have anything around. I'm sorry. Um, but we'll see. Um, but I will say for college basketball, those on um, I, I'm Ohio State through and through. Um, and so for college basketball, per se, I would just like the Buckeyes just to make the tournament and win one game. Um, we're not a college basketball team. That's not we're not a powerhouse. We haven't been that way uh, for some years, really, since D'Angelo Russell has really left. And we didn't mention D'Angelo Russell, by the way. But, <laughs> um, anyways, of what he's doing uh, in Minnesota. But I will say that. College football, I will say this, and you can check John Cooper's stats. If Ryan Day continues to lose to Michigan, and let's say the Titans stay kind of consistent with where they're at, goodbye, if Mike Vrabel. If he bring back Todd, Todd down there and fired on Black Monday, Vrabel can bounce <laughs> on Black Monday. <laughs> I love Vrabel. He can, he, can, he can bounce, though, if uh, Todd down there and got and I'll take him at, on the sidelines at the shoe. Um, being the head coach, he, and, he's a, and, and Pranky don't bring Todd down with him there. Oh, hell no. Um, <laughs> because that's all I was going to get. At. So he, he, Mike Rabel is defense, and we need defense on our side for Ohio State football. Watch tonight, you'll see why. Um, but on the flip side, of that I think our offensive coordinator should be elevated from Brian Hartline. Um, who's a great wide receiver recruiter. If you don't know, look at our stats. Look at Marvin Harrison Jr., along with other players that he has got to sign with us. I think it's his time to be the offensive coordinator. So that will be that for college football. Now, to NBA. <sighs> Miami. We were, could have been one of the best games of the year, um, as well with game seven with Jimmy shooting that three instead of going to the cup um but hey, man, we would have folded yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he could play overtime <laughs> no yeah it was over with. so um but i will say this i first of all let me say this i think he's the second longest senior coach right now is eric spolstra uh behind greg popovich eric spolstra has got to be the greatest 
coach to coach any team longer than five seasons or just being coached for five or more seasons to not have one coach of the year. You have got to be. You have got to be kidding me in regards to Eric Spolster not being coach of the year. Take away the years that LeBron was there. Take away even when Jimmy came. I don't care. But there's no way that you cannot say Eric Spolster cannot have been coach of the year. However, again, all of my stuff is about coaching. If we do not ascend to where we need to go, I don't want to put Udonis Haslam as the coach. Hear me out with what I say here. It's Miami. And if Eric Spolster doesn't work, Ime, we have a spot for you. And the reason why I say Ime is because look at what Jake, we've mentioned Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I don't know what he told those players after the All-Star break last season, but they have not got enough of that to the point where they are still the number one seed right now. And if he can inspire that into Jimmy and Bam, my goodness, how much better we would be. And I'm a Grizzlies fan as well. I'm still talking about coaching. We're good in the West. I know a coach that can coach maybe just a slight bit better than Taylor Jenkins who has the reverse effect of what happened to him. Mark Jackson said he's available. I would love to see Mark Jackson coach the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, it's a wish, and that's fine. I'll be the guy that has a wish with a heavy wish list, but, I mean, it's mine to have. Dead note. <laughs> <There> is the year. <laughs> I, I I had something, but I was gonna leave it at that. I was gonna. Leave it. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna didn't, didn't y'all win when when you done this half some started? But LeBron, you with LeBron? Why, why well, no, he is start though. Yeah, start LeBron, Chris Bosh. He he's actually has started one game. Yes, and he he played thirteen minutes. As a matter of fact, did y'all win? We did. All right, that's just say something. That's all. Happy New Year. All right, man. We we ain't supposed to end on the trolling note. <laughs> You're right. Okay, I'll, I'll end on the on yeah, the Trevor, you can call, go, man. Because we're not finna end on that. Um, I'll be the only one with the baseball coming with the baseball uh, coming. Um, to CD's point about Ryan Day with the Buckeyes and them constantly losing to uh, Michigan. Uh, the same thing can be said with the Yankees and Aaron Boone. Um, you guys have always found a way to, to keep everybody intact. You re-sign Aaron Judge to uh, the big contract that you signed him to. Find a way to get past Houston. And if by some chance you still cannot get past Houston, <laughs> if by some chance you can't get past Houston, then we really need to start looking and see if Aaron Boone actually the guy that's going to lead this Yankees team. So um, that, that's my wish list for the Yankees. Oh man, the comments are hilarious. <laughs> All right, man. It's everyone in the 2022. It's been a good year. Appreciate everyone's tuned in. Appreciate everybody tuning in today. Our regulars, man, Ryan Savage, Darren from Fat Boy Fadeaway Podcast. Check him out along with Tyler, along with the same podcast. And he also, I can't think of the name, TMB Podcast. I know he has a Fortnite podcast. They're up with the Variety Sports Network. So shout out to those guys. Check him out. Follow them on Twitter. Check out the podcast. As well as Ryan, he still, I know, has to jump past TN. It's been on the highest right now, but still prayer, still with you, Ryan. Uh, glad that you're still here with us and looking like you're doing a whole lot better. So, man, definitely, man. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, remember, y'all can follow us on any uh, podcasting platform. 
um, YouTube, as well as on social media at Twitter, IG, and Facebook at FBR underscore media, and TikTok as well at FBR underscore media. As well, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at the one D-A-O-N-E underscore P-Shark. I guess I'm second since uh, this is a starting fire stick, kind of. But uh, I'm at the Art of Trevor. Um, just get at me. League Pass Trevor Notes will be returning in 2023. Uh, we need to do a real quick uh, who's going to be in the national championship because, you know, the, the semifinals is. Today. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, give me Georgia and Michigan. I want TCU to get there, but I think Georgia and Michigan. Give me Georgia and Michigan. Oh, I want TCU to get there, but yeah, it, it's gonna be Georgia and Michigan. Well, I gotta be the asshole. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> say Ohio State. Yeah. Who, who, who would I be? Like, I gotta say the Buckeyes. I would love to see the Buckeyes and the Wolverines, honestly, in the national championship game. I you would know really what? I would just sit back. That wouldn't be. I got You know what? If that happens. I got to bring some Michigan fans on the show next week. Bring my yeah. guy see here. So we got to do some stuff. Um, We're going. Right, that oh, happens. Question, we got some plans. Question. Yeah. Question, question, Chidi. If that matchup actually happens and mm-hmm. Ryan Day loses to Michigan again, do you oh, guys do you guys just leave him in Atlanta at that point and just start start a coaching shirt? Perfect. Perfect. I'll take that as a yes. All right. Was that a cupcake or applesauce? And you put a candle in the applesauce. What was that? Guess we're gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> Go ahead and rewind, oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you need to. Well, follow she did. It's really she didn't follow two. And you see it on the screen for those that's that's audio tales. We, we, we leaving we leaving bad energy in 2022, man. It's, besides that foolishness, I hope y'all bring in 2023 with some great energy. <laughs> yeah. And follow our other guy who's been in action this week, uh at underscore Scott Shout out to Scott. Up, man, shout out to Scott. But and also, three Hardaway podcast. Follow y'all on uh, any social media platform. Which is it? Three T H, three T Hardaway. I, yes, I, I, I can't think of other three the Hardaway. Yeah, how you said it? Yep. Right. Just got a new Instagram. I saw. Got TikTok. Got Twitter. So everything. Follow three the Hardaway. Check y'all out on YouTube and any podcast platform as well. At LBR. At the oh, let's be real media stick. But to next time, the next year.